This is a big Suef podcast intro. Birdie, how's your weekend, man? Uh, it was good. It was, uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah. I can't remember what I did, but I, I feel like it was a good time. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the days seem long, not bad, but long, and so I'm just having a hard time with my memory. I don't know why. Getting old. Getting old. That's it. That's why I, just hurt back. I, I got my first MRI this week, though. What? Why? Yeah, on my back. Oh no! So I have a hurt back. It was it was odd. The worst part. Okay, so this is what everyone. If you've never had an MRI and you might ever get one, the one thing that I feel like people talk about you should prepare for is make sure you go to the restroom before. Common. They don't tell you to like scratch your face before, because like two <laughs> minutes in, <laughs> I take uh, my uh, <laughs> my nose itched and you can't touch it. So oh. Just like in fighting off the urge to scratch an itch is incredibly difficult. It was like for 40 minutes. Wow. So scratch your face before you get an MRI. You heard it here, folks. Scratch your face <laughs> before you get an MRI. Welcome to the COF Podcast. I'm Jacob Jones. I'm Bertie Nets. We're here to just um, kind of talk and, and break down this weekend's message and talk about life, among other things. You know, when you say... Uh, I don't know why this reminds me of that. I think it's just having to be stuck in a situation that you can't fix uh, for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, um, I had back problems, and I went and got like a real massage. I don't get real massages like ever. A, so like, define real massage. I say like, it that way. But maybe there's people who get massages all the time. Um, it's when you like go and you pay somebody and you lay down on a table. Oh, uh, it's like it's not like, hey. Hey, Spouse. honey. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are terrible, Rachel, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> sorry, you have weak hands. You, the, the real question is, is it terrible because she didn't want to do it? Yes. And so, like, I won't be good because it's I don't like, want you to it's think. Like a, it, it lasts about 13 seconds, uh, and then it's like, um, you know, okay. just n- really, really weak hands. <laughs> like, we're not actually getting in, into the muscle at all here. No, but I went and got a real massage, and um, I don't think I was sick, but for whatever reason, I had, like, a ton of drainage huh. for my nose, um, like a ton. And I think laying face down and then like also being all loosey goosey in the muscles, like yeah. and the in the mind and the sinuses, I was just draining, bro. Really? Like because you have that <laughs> face hole in the table. Yeah. And like I'm just like every 13 seconds I'm just like, <laughs> like sniffling <laughs> up, and I'm just like this is not enjoyable at all because I'm like trying to. It's like you know. Dang. I don't know. It was like kind of a kind of a weird situation, but eventually she noticed and gave me tissues, and I was just like. Oh, made a pile of tissues oh, on that man. ground. That's funny. That's really unfortunate. I like massages. Did you? I, <laughs> I probably shouldn't. I don't know. I will. It's embarrassing. But I uh, I went and got a, a massage. I never had a deep tissue massage. And um, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, I want a deep tissue massage. And so I start this massage. And uh, I had to tell them, don't push so hard because it hurt. <laughs> I was like, no way. Like this. Oh, yep. um, can you not? Can you not push so hard? Classic. Last uh, time I was at the dentist, I was getting a uh, a root canal. Um, no, it was some fillings. There were there was like a potential that it was going to turn into a root canal then and there, so I had to sign off. But it ended up just being fillings. Yeah. Um, and the first thing they asked me. And I love my dentist. Everybody should go there. It's called Heritage Dental. I drive <laughs> like thirty minutes for it. It's amazing. Um, I wrote a review on Yelp. That's a big deal. So Whenever you like something so much, you write a review. Yes, especially me, because that might be the only review I've ever written on a place of business. Um, and they were like, so, like, how's your pain tolerance? And, you know, here I am 
bucking up in my chair, you know, a little bit, you know, pretty, I'd say pretty good, you know, like I'm a man, I'm 30, like, uh, you know, I, and just not thinking about the question, you know, just not, just yeah. not thinking about where this was headed. Um, and they said, all right, well, you know, well, we probably don't need to give you any, any local anesthetic for it. I was like, for the, for the filling? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, can I, can I have some? He's like, <laughs> just a little bit, <laughs> please. And they're like, oh yeah, we'll, we can give you some if you want it. And I was like, all right, does it cost more? No, it's fine. Um, and they give me a little bit and then they start filling and it hurts like when they're drilling out, oh, like no. it is painful. <laughs> um, cause they're hitting the nerves or whatever yeah. and I'm dying. I'm like, tears are welling up and I have to stop them. I hold my hand up. I'm just like, uh, can, can I get more of that anesthetic? And the doctor's like, I thought you said you had a high pain tolerance. I'm like, dude, this hurts um so oh my gosh anyways we're we're talking about pain mark talked about pain this weekend and suffering and uh really a a a message that is kind of timeless and you know applicable to to us always um just because it's something that we go through as human beings it's uh it's an age-old question that mark started his his whole sermon off with and it's it's how can we believe in a good all-powerful god who loves us, but there's so much suffering and evil in the world. And I like how um, we're going to wrestle with this at COF. I I like how we're not going to just kind of say, oh, how dare we ask that question of God? Um, Because I think even scripturally, that's a fair rebuttal. Um, You know, I'm I'm thinking of like Romans 9, where it's kind of this like, God is God and like he can do what he wants. Um, but instead here, I think for the sake of all of us who, you know, aren't Paul, um, Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, um, Mark says it's a valid question and let's talk about it. So, um, man, that was, it feels kind of heavy. It feels kind of like a, a 180 that we just did here on the podcast, but, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a heavy weekend, but I also think, you know, a hopeful weekend. I think, uh, yeah. I learned a lot and it was, uh. It was a good experience. What did yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. I think uh, it is it is a big topic, a big question, and, and honestly, all of us ask it at some point in time, in some way or another. Whenever we face a difficult circumstance, yeah. most of the time, a tragedy, we lose a loved one, uh, a loved one, uh, and those kinds. Of, I mean, I remember asking this this kind of question whenever my brother died, even r- like wrestling through the disease that he was born with, like how how can this be this way? Especially not not growing up in a home centered on on God, you ask those questions in, in kind of an attacking way and trying to wrestle through that, walk through that. Um, at the same time, uh, there is hope. You know, there there's a hope it, it leads us to. Uh, of course, saw that the video this weekend. If you didn't watch the sermon this weekend, definitely would encourage you to go back and listen to it. But I was listening to, even uh, in the car on the way here the, uh, today, uh, the song, Million Little Miracles. It's the Maverick City music. Mm-hmm. Um elevation someone else but there's a lot of people on it but i don't know it just it kind of tied into this in a sense of even whenever things are really hard there's all these all these miracles all these ways that god has continued to provide for me uh, that we can we can be appreciative of you know and still have a positive outlook no matter no matter what happened to us yeah um and so we mark had us watch that uh america's got talent video um nightbird i think uh, if you were to like go back and watch the sermon on Facebook. You'll probably find a link to that video. 
Um, if not, I'm sure you could just Google AGT Nightbird is yep. the name the singer goes by. Um, my goodness, she just had this ridiculously positive outlook on her yeah. on life and her situation. And I'm not going to wait for good news to be happy and mm-hmm. um, given a 2% chance to live and just so positive. I don't, I, it's uh, unfathomable for me, actually. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, it's just going through that, walking through that and being so positive. And, and not just the positivity, but like the her expressions and how she was. I mean, just her whole demeanor was, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's inspiring, really. Yeah. Um, so we, Mark, Mark kind of taught through um, a couple of passages. One I'll go ahead and read. Uh, it comes from First Peter chapter 4, starting in verse 12. It says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on, t- on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, if you are blessed for the spirit of glory and God rests on you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household and begins with us, that we will be... uh, that uh, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Um, it's hard for the righteous. If it's hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful Creator and continue to do good. Um, and that's just difficult. But I mean, it th- I think it starts with the idea that Mark, you know, walked us through is just bringing that question of suffering and pain to the cross um, and more specifically to Jesus, the one on the cross. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, I mean, we just have to find ourselves in those, I guess, whenever I think about the, uh, finding myself in a situation like that, I, I, again, I mean, the, the most difficult circumstance I've walked through is, is losing my brother on this, on this front. Um, and so I think there was a point in that. I mean, I, I was early in following Jesus there's a point where you're like, I don't want to tell God how I feel about it, about like asking these questions. Cause I feel like he's going to be mad at me if I ask and I'm like mad or even sad about this, the circumstance. Like I should just be, Oh, you know, like it's really hard, but other people have it worse or oh, it's really hard, but it's okay. And I think that, I think when we do that, we miss one really important part. One of processing difficult circumstances too, like, it's almost like we don't think God can take our questions. Like it's going to be, he's just going to be like an angry father. It's just going to lash out the moment that we're like being completely open and honest and vulnerable mm-hmm. about how we feel and like what's going on. And so we dismiss that part or skip that part. And I think it leaves us with this void in our relationship with God of, of thinking that he's just like some angry dad. That's it's going to get mad at us. Maybe our father was like that to us here, like our, our earthly father. Yeah. And um, I think we just miss so much. Uh, intimacy with God whenever we don't feel like we can just go to him and tell him how we really feel, like what's actually going on in our lives. Yeah. Um, I, I recently, um, or I kind of currently am like writing uh, a song about this, kind of like a song of confession. Um, and one of the, (laughs) I don't think it'll ever like kind of be song, certainly a worship song, but like, it's this whole idea of like, 
when we want God to fix the situation, it's this whole, like, I'll do anything you want. Like, you know, like, it's like we have to appeal to God um, or, like, walk on eggshells where it's like, if you can just do this one thing, like, I'll be a good Christian, you know, I'll, I'll do this or that. Like, we're, yeah. we're like, making this deal with God. Um, and then it moves into this part that's like, but I've been making promises I, I know I, I can't keep or I'll never keep. Yeah. You know, it's just this whole, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so full of selfishness that, like, even these promises I would make to God, like, don't really hold water. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a really interesting thought. Um, that God's not, he's not surprised by our human responses mm-hmm. to situations uh, because he became human. Yep. And he knows what it's like to, uh, to suffer. He knows what For it's sure. like uh, to experience loss. And uh, I don't know. I think that's what's so amazing about the person of Jesus is that, like, we get. Um, uh, it's almost like God's stake in the game. Like, he, uh, he did walk in our shoes. And so we can't be like, oh, well, you don't know what it's like, God. To, you don't know what it's like to be me. To lose a friend or to, you know, to suffer, you know, and experience pain. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, and it makes me, I mean, a little off topic, but but relevant, I think. Uh, I think sometimes we miss we miss what God has for us in those seasons because we, I mean, I know I, you see this all the time. Someone faces something difficult. Maybe they're asking this question, and the way they resolve it is they just make themselves really, really busy so they don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I've just been, I, I mean, thinking about Jesus, and you think whenever he was going to go, to Lazarus, Lazarus dies. It wasn't like he like rushed and hurried his way there. You know, he he took his time. It's mm-hmm. a model for us to slow down, to feel and experience God's presence on our journey, um, and not be so busy. I think our culture is so concerned with the busyness. Um, and there's a, a book I'm reading right now that Ian 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 Rock told me about. Uh, just talks about eliminating hurry from our lives, so we can actually experience what God has for us. I think it speaks in even this question. Like we we need to process and ask bring that bring the question of pain suffering of evil to to the cross to to Jesus uh, in order to think through it and not just bypass or think oh well you know I don't need to think about it or worry about it right now I just need to move past it you know hurry 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 and just do 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 and yeah. we just miss out on so much that God has for us something that uh, I've got some friends that have dealt with loss lately um, some friends who are older um, who lost their parent um, and some friends who were much younger who lost their parent. Um, and I, I have this, this thing, I haven't really fully processed this. I was talking with a close friend about it to where like, I, like I've lost all my grandparents, uh, you know, um, and I'm 30 and recently an acquaintance like lost their grandparent. And this person's like, I don't know, 40, uh, even my, my, my father-in-law lost his, grandparent when he was like 55 and like part of me was like like you had so much more time with them and it was this kind of this jealousy I guess of like you know that really turned into something even uglier which is like you shouldn't feel so bad you shouldn't feel as bad as I did because like I didn't get to till I was 55 with my grandparent like you did and so like they like your grandparent died when kind of they should have, you know, she was like 93 or something. Mm -hmm. And like you were an older grandkid. So you were 
got to experience them more. And so um, I obviously know that that's the, like a completely like ugly way to think. Um, and I was just curious um, for you, you know, like losing your brother young, like have you ever felt that way where it's kind of like that pain is, is disproportionate, you know, I, I Sometimes I think we look like, and I'm, I don't have like a huge capacity for like empathy or mercy just kind of as a human. And so I understand why that would be a problem with me, but like people are dealing with stuff and for them it's, it's the real deal and it's a lot and it's heavy. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to, to think of ways that like us as Christians can support each other and just have more mercy and empathy for each other. Um, but I don't know, that was just, that crossed my mind when you were talking about your brother, because your brother passed when you were how old? Oh, 20. Yeah. And so yeah. you just, it, it feels like in a sense you were robbed of, you know, adulthood alongside your brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's what, w- but that doesn't like nullify somebody who's 65 losing their sibling. Yeah. I know. Cause I, when you think of like, God made us, to live eternally. Right. And so at any point in time we lose a loved one, it feels like it's too soon. It doesn't matter if they're 80, if right. they're 60, if they're 20. In my brother's case, he was uh, 24, you know? And so, like, anything feels too soon. I think that's what's that's what's difficult. Like, any of those circumstances are different, and, of course, I feel like it was way too soon. And yeah. there's a sense of, there is some, some jealousy you can have, like, oh, well, like, why why like how could someone how could you complain about losing someone way later but it's like well in the grand scheme of what god designed us for like they're like we're made for eternity so it it feels it feels way too soon no matter what it is i think i think just taking a step back honestly in those kinds of situations and just i don't know listening to someone what they're feeling and experiencing it it can be hard to to rationalize because you, you can always make well you know it's when they they should have but it still it still hurts and i think I, th- I think i think the interesting part is like as we know people more for a longer period of time we grow a more a, an appreciation a care for them we mm-hmm. learn more about them we've experienced more life with them and so there's pain in a different way whereas i didn't get that with my brother we had less time together the love was deep in there and so I can see both hurting in different ways. Even right. if I lost my brother whenever I was seventy, you know. But it, there is a sense. I mean, I think it's just it is a pretty normal human response. To be like, well, you know, like, but I had it worse. Yeah, you know. I uh, think for me, yeah. So my the, my last grandparent that passed away, I, I was more hurt. You know, um, seeing my mom hurt. You know, for yeah. losing her mother. Um. And it was really cerebral and real um, for me, um, almost like in a way pre- preparing myself for that and like thinking about how that would be um, and how difficult that would be. Um, so, but I, I think to your point, like, like you said, it doesn't get any easier and, and in some sense it could be worse. And I think there's some like, like natural changes it's like human changes to where like if you like like divorce like if kids who's of or a product of divorce when they're really young like it's life altering mm-hmm. and if your parents get divorced when you're 25 it, it's not it's it's life altering but it's not the same yeah it, you so don't I think there's some of that to where yeah. um and even all of this thought you know is coming from 
somebody I know who who lost a, a lost a parent when they were super young, and mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna change their life. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It, the problem of pain is a is a difficult thing. I recommend a book by uh, C.S. Lewis about. It's, it's titled that. Um, if you're suffering and you feel like this is a, a difficult thing and you're blaming God, um, you are not alone. Um, I, I think every single Christian in the history of the world has wanted to blame God and has blamed God for things and uh, has struggled with this very question. So you are not broken. You are not uh, a bad Christian. Yeah, nor it's not just you. You know, it's, it's, it's you are not alone. Yeah, this absolutely. is a this is a very real thing. Um, and I would venture to say that. Uh, you're going to have a hard time finding the right answer from any uh, human source, including us, including Mark this weekend. Like it's in some sense, words are never going to be enough um, to, to fully um, to make you feel better, you know? Um, But I hope that here at community faith, you can find um, and have found community um, that can just sit with you and just sit around you and be with you and grieve with you and hurt with you. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you're not in the middle of a, of a, you know, a difficult situation, um, you're either heading out of one or you're heading into one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the best defense, um, other than faith and trust in who Jesus is and, and that, that God is good and that he, um, is for you, um, is a, is a, a fortress of community of people who are in your corner who care about you um, and are, are willing to walk through whatever with you alongside yeah. you. Yeah. And, and things, and things are hard. And I think uh, one thing I appreciate about this weekend is uh, that Mark mentioned, he said, bring your question to the empty tomb, the resurrection to, to Adam, like where that, that hope after, even in the times of difficulty, there's something we can look to, point to. He had this quote from Tim Keller, said that God is not preparing us merely some ethereal, abstract, spiritual existence that's just kind of compensation for the life we lost in suffering. Uh, that resurrection means the restoration to us, the life we lost. New heaven, new earth means the body, this world. Our bodies, our homes, our loved ones restored, returned, perfected, beautified, given back to us. It all comes back the way it should be. And so there's hope, even through the difficulty, the hard circumstances that we face. Uh, there's hope in Jesus, in the resurrection of Jesus, knowing that we'll be restored one day, you know, with, uh, for eternity with God. Yes, amen. Um, it's funny, I was about to go there. Um, what is the worst thing, um, and this is like, no, don't give me the real answer. Um, give <laughs> okay. me the uh, typical answer. What's the worst thing that can happen if you're a, a 15, 16 year old uh, girl or boy? The worst thing? Yeah. What's just like the worst? Oh, uh, yeah. Just like someone breaks up with you yes. or like says you you're not red my friend red anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like a breakup. Okay. So I used to be a student pastor and um, this was the thing, you know, always is just like, oh my gosh, here comes Sally and she's crying. Definitely Johnny broke up with her. Yeah. Um, and. I always, like, I, I, like, hate this kind of stuff. This is not my forte, but I got really good at it, you know, um, by the grace of God. At breakups? Yeah, at just, like, counseling people <laughs> yeah. through breakups. Um, and what I wanted to be was, like, super matter of fact. That's me. It's just, like, psh, psh, snap out of it. Like, <laughs> you're good. You're 15. Like, yeah. no, you didn't love him, and uh, you're going to be fine. Um, 
but you know what I what I would do is um, I would make them a promise. That's really God's promise um, because I've seen it so many times. And uh, when you're 15, you don't really um, you believe that you're actually I think all of us do this. Um, you believe that your judgment of a situation is going to be better than any advice that you can get. Um, yeah. No matter what, you might listen to the advice, but you really do think your judgment's the best. And you you want to, parents of teenagers, you'll understand this, like y- you want them to just believe you when you say that you've been there before and you have the experience and you know better and they just don't. And they still just, the kid still wants to touch the you know stove top, <laughs> yeah. even though you know it's going to hurt them. Um, but I would tell them, I promise you, that in some given amount of time, you will look back on this situation with fresh eyes, with new eyes, with eyes that aren't going to make you, that aren't fill, filling with tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to find a reason for you that like, this is, this is good that I'm not dating this guy anymore. Um, you know, that reason might be that guy ended up being a jerk. Uh, the reason might be you moved away. The reason might be that you found somebody else that you like even more. Um, but I promise you, you won't be hung up on this breakup forever. You won't, it just, you're, there's no way, um, (laughs) because you're 14 years old and I remember being 14 (laughs) and like coming home from every missions trip with a new girlfriend, um, and they never lasted. And so, man, I think there's truth to that. Um, there's a, there's a passage, uh, that I want to read, uh, from Psalm 34. It says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person will have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. And it's this idea that like God does restore and he will restore everything. And some of those things he's going to restore quickly because he's quick to save. Um, But other things, you know, systemic things, big things that are completely just messed up in our world we're not going to see full restoration until the kingdom of God is established on this earth. And while that's hard to wait for, there's so much hope in knowing that it's for a fact mm-hmm. that there will be a day, you know, we're in revelation 21 where the loud voice from the throne is said is saying, I am making all things new. There will be no more mourning or crying or pain or suffering because the old order of things has passed away. Like that day is coming mm-hmm. and it's going to change everything. And so there is hope in that there's ultimate hope. And so while we want to experience, I think just because of our emotions, we want to experience full restoration and healing and, and just, you know, roses and butterflies here on earth. Some things I I think that God's saying, Hey, this will be restored in heaven. And that's not a cop out. Um, It's going to be the best. It's going to be perfect. Uh, Isaiah says the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as water covers the sea. Um, and, and I look around the world and I know that hasn't happened yet. Um, just because I see the dysfunction in my life, I see the dysfunction in the news, um, and just the terrible brokenness, you know, it doesn't take a, it doesn't take a a, a genius to, to turn on the news and see that the world is a, is a, is a busted up place. Um, so, yeah, but there's hope. There is hope. And that's what, uh, that's what we can lean on in those times. And honestly, I, it's it's true for all of us, but especially I mean in uh, in the nature of suffering or evil, if we're in a difficult circumstance, naturally we're gonna want to isolate and insulate ourselves, pull away from everyone around us. That's the worst thing we could do. And so to surround ourselves with community, but more importantly, surround ourselves with with who God is, spend time in His um, in His presence, uh, whether it's 
praying, just talking to him, uh, reading the Bible, whatever maybe, but sitting in the quiet, you know, but taking time to to rest a little bit in in that care, in that love, and know that God is going to make all things new, and that He is good, even in our difficult, hard circumstances. We can we can lean into that, like just like the example with Nightbird, uh, even in this incredibly difficult situation saying like two percent's not zero percent you know it's like i could be okay you know and even if i'm not like i'm okay yeah you know it's just it's something uh, something for us to lean into especially in those difficult times absolutely um i want to close with this for anybody who's um dealing with present suffering um and is having a hard time maybe seeing hope in in heaven hope in in the empty tomb and and the fact that one day everything will be restored just because that seems like it's such a far away place. Um, Mark gave us a Samwise Gamgee quote this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Um, I'm not going to read that quote because it, 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 I'm a massive Lord of the Rings fan. Real quick though. He said Sam Gamgee and I was, I didn't get it at first and I was like, wait, (laughs) wait a minute. Samwise. Um, I'm not going to read that quote. Um, I, uh, I think this one, well, I think this one is a little bit more applicable. Sorry, Mark. Um, I, this is like my favorite quote. Um, so, gosh, if you've never seen the movie or the book, bo- read the book, um, Sam and Frodo are like approaching, you know, Mordor on their on their journey, and they're just exhausted. Um, they're so tired, and um, you know, there's these clouds that just they haven't seen the sun in in weeks, and um, they didn't even know if it was night or day, like it was just walking, you know, exhausted on their journey. And Sam's laying there like on his back. And here's where the quote picks up. There peeping among the clouds above the dark tor high in the mountains, Sam saw a white star twinkle for a while. There's this crack in the clouds for a moment. It says the beauty of it smote his heart. And he looked up at the forsaken land Uh, And hope returned to him, for like a shaft, clear and cold, the thought pierced him, that in the end, the shadow was only a small, passing thing, and there was light and high beauty forever beyond its reach. Hmm. And I love that, that the shadow, (laughs) yeah, that he sees the star, and and the the shadow is just a passing thing. and beyond its reach, and and I really feel like this is a type or an allusion to to heaven that, um, that the darkness doesn't understand the light, and mm-hmm. that one day all will be restored and all will be light. And um, you know, it's cool. In, in Revelation twenty and twenty one, it talks about how there will no longer be a sun, um, because the city is radiating light and the throne is radiating light, and uh the nations will walk by the light of the city. Um, and that's cool. It's a cool metaphor. And so uh, be encouraged if you're dealing with, with stuff um, that the shadow's a passing thing yeah. and that there is light and high beauty forever beyond its reach. Yeah, that's good. We love you, uh, community of faith. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, you want us to pray for you, you can reach us at podcast at cof.church that's an email address and um, we'd love to hear from you we hope you have a wonderful week adios thank you for listening to the community of faith podcast 
The views, opinions, and beliefs expressed by the individuals on this show do not necessarily represent those of Community of Faith or its founding pastors. For more information about Community of Faith, check out our website, cof.church.